0: What's going on, everybody? FYB presents Wise Word Wednesday. It's a quick YouTube stream to help you get closer to accomplishing your dreams. I'm your host, Joe Spider, and I do represent the fresh. Listen, I will say this right now. I'm going live. Not only am I going live on YouTube, not only am I going live on Facebook, not only am I going live on Instagram, but I'm also looking up right there going live on Instagram and Twitter as well, too. So we got a lot of different stream sites going on. So if I'm looking down, I apologize. If I'm looking up, I apologize. But just know that I'm trying to connect with the people where the people are at, right? Because we got to meet people where they are, as opposed to telling them just to come to where I'm at. We got to meet people where they are. So I might look up or down because I'm interacting with different um, sites here. But just know that we are here and I appreciate you being here. If you haven't already done so, I'm asking that you please hit the like button, hit the like button, hit the like button. And the reason I'm asking is because this helps with our uh, algorithms. When we're talking to different people, what it does is it shows on social media, on these various different platforms that we're giving out some good content that is interesting, And other people can also get access to that information based on your like. So whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram or anything like that, I'm asking that you hit that like button, drop a comment. What's going on, Mob? I see you, Jason, in there. Um, drop a comment as well, too, if you can, because again, that helps with the algorithm. And listen, there may be times where you might be, um, you know, you might see this, this particular show, or you might see this video or something like that, and nothing applies to you. And that's okay. But you hitting that like button allows somebody else to see what we're doing. And that might be applicable to them as well, too. So don't just think about it like, hey, this information wasn't meant for me. That's okay. It might be meant for somebody else. No matter where you're listening, whether you're on a various uh, live stream platforms or if you're listening on Spotify or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I appreciate you being here. I'm just asking that you hit the like button, you know, leave a comment, subscribe to the Wise Word Wednesday YouTube channel. You know that we are providing you with content each and every week. Subscribe to the Wise Word Wednesday YouTube channel. I would love to see you there. Now, today we have a really, really dope. Uh, conversation that I'm going to have with you all, Um, some good information that I'm going to provide to you. Um, I have a a homie of mine that was already on the the, the show already. I mean, this brother is phenomenal. This man gave the keynote at the Pan-African graduation celebration at Sac State this past summer. Um, This man is an amazing father. He is a dope individual. He's one of those people where like, you know they're sincere just in the way that they speak, the way that they look, the way that they carry themselves. But just when you look into their eyes, you can see, yo, this person genuinely cares about me. And I don't know if you ever had that kind of experience of what it's like to know that another black man genuinely cares about you genuinely wants the best for you genuinely is saying when they say how are you they genuinely mean like how are you doing not just like hey how you doing so they could talk about themselves no they genuinely are interested in seeing how are you doing black man and so i'm super excited to be able to bring this brother up he was on the episode already before but i had to bring him back up so we could talk about some of this real stuff so ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the Wise Word wednesday show again king Hakeem, what's going on, bro?
1: It's good, King. My brother, man. Thank you for having me back, bro. Good to be here, man. Uh,
0: of course, man. You know I had to have you back, and again, there are people that's watching on Instagram Live. Um, but I'm just happy to have you. And again, for those that are watching on IG Live, if you want to check out the full video on uh, to, with Brother Hakeem, you can check it out at the Wise World Wednesday YouTube channel. You will see uh, we are streaming live right now, so you Please can stop see Hakeem. Tap in. So listen, man. We gotta. We gotta. A juicy a one today, year. bro. We you know year. it. We got a juicy one. And year. Year. you and I have had a lot of conversation in general in regards to politics, right? Yes. And, yes. and and it's crazy how every four years, everybody becomes a political expert. Everybody has been like, they they know exactly who to vote for and why you should vote for them and all these yeah. different policies you're supposed to be bringing up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. a lot of people kind of um, have been disappointing in a variety of ways, right? A lot of uh, political parties haven't necessarily had uh, our best interest. Yeah. Um, um in regards to black people, and so you and I have had a a, a lot of different conversations. Mm-hmm. But so this is a, just an opportunity for us to publicize the right. conversations that we've had, the many conversations we've had over the years Absolutely. and just in regards to politics in regards to voting because I know every four years, I typically get into it with somebody on social right. media because they're telling me you need to vote this way and I'm like, mm, wait a minute, like right. you know what I'm saying and it's like it's crazy. And we can get into that a little bit di- a little Definitely bit later. You know, right. <laughs> it
1: was so, it's nuanced bro i can't wait let's talk about it
0: <laughs> so so first off let's just talk why is is voting important for you like what what made voting like one of those things that you've said i need to be i need to figure out i need to do i need to participate in
1: well i think initially you know as far as my introduction into like voting and learning about it initially was more so like the values in my in my household you know what i'm saying mom and pop dad was a my past is a staunch, you know, Democrat. Like, yo, know, we vote Democrat, we black, it's what we do. And um, and so at an early age, just learning about voting and like, you know, not really with my dad, we didn't really talk about the nuances of voting in, in great detail. It was like more so just vote. Democrat just vote is what we do. But I think as I got older and kind of starting to learn more just about our history, our 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 triumphs, our our chat tra- our um tragedy um as black people. Um, as people of African descent who were who were kidnapped and brought to these shores, man, and with the Maafa and coming here, and and just you know, our, our overall story, right, and our and our storyline as far as you know fighting, you know, for everything that we've been able to get. Uh, we're a resilient people, and a part of that resiliency is us, you know, fighting to vote, fighting for particular rights, right, in in a country um, that deemed us and um, you know put us in a uh, a subhuman category, right, yeah. uh, to. Three fifths of a human being, right? And not, you know, so being able to fight for everything we've been able to to have and, and get in this country, still fighting to this day. So when I think about the voting piece and the, the importance of it, I kind of lean on to like the ancestral piece of like the, the collective fight that our ancestors had, and, I, and I'm sure even back then some of our ancestors were, had different points of view, right? So, and but I think that overall, like when I think about, it, that's what comes. That, that's what what comes to uh, the forefront of my mind is that I want to honor. You know the fight um, and the triumphs of, of our ancestors, right? To be able to participate as an active participant in this this experiment called democracy here in America, um, and some will, will even argue that's not really a, a, a democracy anymore, right? And so we could talk about that, but I think that really, really, really to leverage um, you know my citizenry as a black person um, and participate, right? And so and figuring out. From there figuring out what how do I want to leverage this vote, right? I think that's a, we'll get into what that looks like as far as the conversation that we'll get into. But what I think about mostly is the ancestral uh fight to, for us to even have the ability, um, you know, to vote, right? So that's what
0: I lean no on. No doubt, yes, sir. No doubt, no doubt. I do want to acknowledge uh honorable gave three fire emojis. We appreciate yeah, you appreciate for you. joining honorable. I, I appreciate you for leaving a comment and also dream Dr. Moore said, Hey brothers, she sent some Dr. love Moore. right there. Definitely appreciate you uh, for joining again. If you want to leave a live comment to be seen on the actual uh, show, you can go on to the Wise Word Wednesday YouTube channel, or you can check us out on Facebook um, or on Twitter live. You can leave a comment as well too. But um, but I'm definitely going to try to see if I can acknowledge um, your your comments um, on Instagram live as well while we're recording. But um, yeah, honestly, like. Oh, uh, looks like uh, there's another comment uh, from my man, Jason. He said, uh, national elections are important to politically participate in. But what is the most important to participate in are local elections. Voting within your district affects voters the most personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And that's one of the things that, you know, my concern has been. Right. Is because a lot of these like super woke um you need to get out there and vote right now. This is your life depends on it. Like everything is going to be determined by this election. People are typically exactly like those people to me are typically silent every two years during those elections. You know what I'm saying? Like during those local elections, the midterms, it's like, for me, I just get frustrated because anytime that you challenge what the national narrative is like, all of a sudden you become public enemy. You know what I'm right. saying? And and so and that's been my frustration with with the sure. whole internet voter, the internet um, intellect, right? It's like yeah. they don't necessarily like they they're they're silent in times when it's not like a national cry. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. If, right. if everybody's not saying it, they're not really saying anything. That's you know, and that's, yeah. that to me is crap.
1: Yeah, and they run the wave but I think part of it right I think and it's even it's even more profound what you said as far as you being kind of outcasted for not going with, along with groupthink right is even more profound as a black person right because there's right. a particular there's a particular way in which black people are expected to behave and think right in, in regards to our our history and, and, and our experience here in America especially when it comes to our voting patterns right even you know we could go back from the the early 20th century how we voted voting Republican at first. And I think a lot of it a lot of times we don't really know our own history and um understanding just like from a political standpoint, understanding that the two-party system is, is, is flawed for many reasons understanding the histories right. of both parties and and thinking about what are they doing to 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 serve black people and 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 to do things and enact policies that that are in the best interest of black people, right we have to start asking questions and using history. Um, and just using our, you know, learning about what, what the outcomes have been when it comes to the racial wealth gap or if it comes to different policies and different things that in our, our communities, right? In our urban communities and the hood, right? And all these different things that we see. And, and so being able to understand the nuances of that to come to a conclusion that's like, yo, I know we voted like this for 50 years, but this isn't serving us anymore. And, and that's okay. And right. I think what's happening is that we've been used in a lot of different ways especially because as black folks we face such a a traumatic experience here when they, and they prey on our emotions. And so when it comes to a lot of a lot of the voting that's going on is based on like emotionalism and like and a lot of vote shaming and guilt and like trying to like weaponize our ancestors it's like saying, hey, you need to vote for your, like for your ancestors or you need to vote because of this or that and it's like, well okay, I'll vote but but I, but I got to make sure I do it in a way that's best serving our community And if it's not the way of group think, then you get ostracized for. And I think right now we're in a space where we're starting to have more dialogue around what the possibilities can be if we really leveraged our vote another way. Because it's been 60 years we've been voting, you know, primarily for Democrats, the vast majority of us, and um, uh, and nothing's changed. It's even got it's gotten worse as far as our conditions, our material conditions, what we see around us. So there's a there's a lot there, man. And I think like when it comes to the local politics, like you said. Know that's where you can really make the the most impact in your day-to-day life. You know what I mean? When it comes to you know, I mean your city council, your school board, all these different things that you are engaging with on a daily basis that's really around you in your neighborhood from the policing and all these different things, right? The national things, the political, the the presidential election, of course, it has some impact, but not as much as local. But the but the presidential one is, is super important too because. When it comes to how electoral votes work and the popular vote, you see there's, even with that, there's some contention around who gets the popular vote and then with the electo- how much weight the electoral vote holds, right? So there's a, a lot there. So I think at the end of the day, I think for us, we need to better understand the, new, the centering of the black experience and black thriving and what it really means to like change the material conditions, right, of our people collectively, right? right so right. what does that look like and how do we exercise that in our voting, right?
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm going to acknowledge another comment that uh, Jason said. He said the problem with woke people are that they don't study history properly and do not pay attention to what is going on in the news on a daily basis. And he said also they don't read any pertinent information from valid sources. I'm talking about valid news sources, books, and newspapers. And I, I agree with that for sure. Um, you know, kind of like you said earlier, they're they're riding the wave. You know, one of my frustrations um, have and, and again, like I said, me, you and I have had many conversations about this. One of my frustrations when it comes to um, you know the 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 way that I'm going to just address for Black people my frustration and the way that Black people have kind of handled um, the 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 voting situation, right? The the presidential situation over the past couple years. Um, I, I let me say this: I started off as Democrat. Of course. The first time I ever got the chance to vote, I voted for Barack Obama. Right. Yeah. The second time that I got ever got a chance to vote, I voted for Barack Obama again percent um, of vote democrat. Democrat. you know what i'm saying heavy heavy democrat yeah. um but what something that i i did notice that um i started to kind of take as i got older and started to question things a little bit more i started to take a look let's take a step back a little bit right and yeah. and i started to ask myself you know kind of what am i getting for my vote i, I remember re- reading reading or listening to Dr. Eddie Glad, I think he's from Princeton, and he was mm-hmm. talking about that, um, you know, we should, you know, earn something for our vote. Like, you, you don't just get it because I'm. you're better than the work person. You're supposed to give me something for the vote. And he had talked about during the um, during the Trump um, era, during the Trump um Uh, when he was going for president, the Trump candidacy, there we go. Um, Mm -hmm. He was talking about how a lot of times people look at a successful black person and say, you know, Hey, they're, they're proof that you can be successful, but it's like, you don't go to the, you know, you don't go to the casino and say because one person won, everybody had yeah, everybody has a chance to win. But realistically, you don't look at that person and say he won a million dollars, so I'm gonna do the same exact thing that he did and gonna win. No, you just say that person got lucky. So we have to understand that the political system that we've had so far hasn't necessarily been working in our favor, even though there are people that have benefited from it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is meant for all of us. And so my frustration as a whole is that when I started to take a step back and and take my emotions out of it and take the fact that I'm just super Democrat out of it. And I started to ask, okay, well, what am I getting for my vote? I immediately was like cast it aside or I was immediately turned into like, you're a Trump supporter. You're a racist. Right. Yeah. And I, I was just, I was shocked because these were people who I grew up Mm-hmm. learning from and understanding and then these are the democrats it wasn't like these were you know what i mean like these were republicans saying like i'm anti something like they, it was like yo these were democrats people who were civilized people who are educated people who who've done a lot all of a sudden now i was a trump supporter and a racist because i just disagreed with who they who the democratic party had elected I've watched I watched all the the debates I was looking at policies I was looking at history I was looking at all these different things and I was like mm, this candidate doesn't seem like the best person not just just my my opinion right. and whenever I said that it was like well you need to shut up because if you saying that is going to cause this other person to get elected the right. other thing that frustrated me was I saw Democrats behave the way that I historically were or historically thought that Republicans behaved. And I, I say it. this because um when Obama got elected, there were people saying, not my president. And we were like, yo, that's out of pocket. That's your president of the United States. You treat him with respect. You don't say not my president. That's not okay. Like, he has the position. You respect the position, regardless of what you think about the individual. And I I agreed with that. Mm -hmm. But then when Trump got elected, I saw a bunch of not my presidents. And I saw Mm -hmm. he he don't speak for me. He don't speak. And I was just like, dang, that's crazy. Like, I remember us saying that the people who said that were racist, right? And so I thought that was interesting. And then I was like, I was listening to people talk about the elections being rigged when Trump got in and it was fake and nah, he doesn't deserve it. He stole the election. He, he did this and that, which, you know, again, I was like, yeah, he probably did. (laughs) Yeah, He probably did. (laughs) Right. And then when Biden got elected,
1: Whole different the everything.
0: Republicans were saying yeah. it was rigged and and then <laughs> all the Democrats were like, you're racist for saying that. And you're, how could you even believe that the presidential election could be rigged? And so I'm just kind of taking a step back and I'm like, wait a minute, it's looking like y'all are kind of one in the same by the way that you're behaving and you're I already know political p- policy-wise you're pretty much one of the same cuz we still for, when I'm talking about in regards to how you support black people on a sure. macro spec perspective not a rise and tide lift all boats kind of thing we're yeah. talking about an actual policy specifically that that is yeah. meant solely for black people right yeah. when we talk about a policy that's yep. meant just to help black yep. people only, right? Just like yep. there's policies for the Asian communities, there's policies for the, the Latinx community, there's policy for the LGBTQ community. I'm saying, where's your policy for regardless of the party? Where's your policy solely for Black people? When I've looked at it from that perspective, they've kind of been pretty similar in regards to the what they've given to help uplift uh Absolutely. black people. And so I just noticed like, yo, the behavior that I'm seeing from these people are pretty much identical, and the policies are identical. Then, why? What am I getting if I vote for this particular candidate?
1: The uniparty, man. That's what they, you know. Like I said, it's State, man. I said is, you know, uh, two birds on the a bird on the left wing and the right wing, two birds, two wings on the same bird defecating on the heads of black people, bro. Oh and, my um, god! Yeah, so I mean it. So, but I do think that. No, I think that we, you know when it comes to just like where we at now and kind of the things we've been seeing, you know, this like this this polarization that's that's been happening. I read this great book called "The Coddling of the American Mind" recently, and it was talking mm-hmm. about just like polarization, where like and what you what you just explained and what you just you know you know talked about it characterizes that is like if you uh, if you have any type of different frame of thought or just questions or anything like that you might not agree with something, then you automatically label anti something anti this. Right. Like that, yeah, it's like yeah. no, I'm not anti-this. I'm just I have questions. I don't agree with with some of these policy. I don't agree with this person here, and that's okay. And I think what was was going on because of this this our, our country is, is really the, the propaganda around being uh, the the polarity piece is that like it doesn't give us a chance to think about the nuance and the gray. You know, everything is black and white. There's a lot of gray in, in regards to how we in, engage in our politics and all these different things, right? So, particularly with black people again, because we have been conditioned and socialized to vote a particular way and because of, you know, us coming out of our, coming out of enslavement and just all the things that, that happened to, especially in the 60s, you may have the Civil Rights Act in 64 and the Voting mm-hmm. Rights Act of 65. And then what the subsequent decades after that, look at our condition and things like that, right? And so for me, I, I, that's why history is always the best teacher. And it gives us a, a framework and kind of a roadmap to continue to think about, okay, this will happen historically. How do we evolve, right? And all of our, and all of our, all of our, um, you know, our idols and folks that we looked up to, our heroes, right from Malcolm X to, you know, Fannie Fanny Lou Hamer to, you know, all of these folks, you know, MLK, right before he passed, he was like, I feel like I feel like I'm integrating my people into a burning house, a burning right? House. that doesn't get spoken about as much because it was the Radical King, right? I read this book, Cornell West, for this book called The Radical King some time ago, right? It's like. There's a part of King that we don't like to we don't like to talk about because it's not the you know uh, we just singing you know Negro spirituals and like doing marches and stuff like like now nah, we coming for this check there, there, we right. coming for this right. check from an economic standpoint there, there's a debt that needs to be paid and we're coming for our check but but you know of course once he started getting on that type of time and uniting white and black poor folks and poor folks from across different races that's when shit got real that's when he became a real threat. Right to, the, yeah, to that, that That's
0: what they did with, with, with oh, Fred, me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's what they did with Fred Hampton, you know the what I'm Rainbow saying, when, when he was doing. Yeah, yeah with the
1: Rainbow Coalition, he's you only know, like, what, 23 years old, 22, he's a baby, bro, like, you know what I mean? but having that much, being able to bring to unite the united people together in that type of way, and what the parties have been able to do is that, especially when it comes to classism and racism, has really put people in buckets to where we, we are distracted from, like, the real issue and the real problems, right, of, like, poverty, right, classism even across race, but particularly with black people, we have a unique experience that we need to make sure politically speaking, that we we, we are we are getting policies specifically passed for us. And I think we can even when it came to the last couple of elections, bro, and just seeing all the things from, from, from the TV, from reading books, articles, especially with our own personal experience. Well remember, I'm from New York City, I'm from Harlem, New York, and I lived in Boston. That talk. I live in Virginia, then I moved to California. So I'm going from, and when I was in Virginia, I was a, I was in Farmville, Virginia, walking by Confederate flags every day, bro, right? I'm I'm talking to people at my, my at my institution at my school about how slavery was a states' rights issue, and had to debate these folks on, and they was heavily conservative, heavily Republican, right? Then I go to California, right? I, I, I was always taught as an East Coaster, California was the most progressive, you know, it was liberal. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 you know it's a great place to be. Then I get to California in 2016, 2017. And I'm like, yo, I, I feel it. Like, it's here. It's yeah. here, right? In, in California, as a black person, you're the sixth minority group, numerically, right? So your interests, things that are in the best interest of black people aren't as prioritized as other groups of people, right? And, and Virginia and New York, like white and black and, and Hispanic, right? And, and Latino, like you're the second, third like demographic. And so there's more of a, a, more of a uh, push to like even try to get things in motion for black folks in California because it, it's so... Diverse, which you know, it has its benefits, but also it, it for Black folks, it's not as beneficial. We've been we've been duped to believe it has been because you know it's being able to be integrated with other groups of people. But our history, our our, our all the things that, as far as who we are, are aren't honored, right? And those things aren't really uh, you know brought into the mainstream frame out here in California. When I was out here, when I first got here, I was like, yo, I feel it. This it's a lot of anti-Blackness in California. It's real. They just Folks out here, they smile in your face out here, right? It's like like Malcolm X said, with the you know the liberal, right, the sly fox and all of that. It's it's the same type mm-hmm. of thing, right? So for me, I, w- I I've been able to like look at like okay, I'm going, to, I've been in different you know cities and states. I've been in red states, blue states, right? And looking at what's been going on, it's like, whoa, this this isn't adding up. But right? I've been I've been made, I've been I've been taught and, and my and, and molded to believe a certain thing about Republicans being like these being a racist group. What you know, I'm at a point now, I don't care if you racist anymore. Like, I, don't, I don't, I don't, like, at the end of the day, like, it's one of them things, I, I don't care if you could call me a nigger, I care about if you could treat me like a nigger. And,
0: and you know, that's honestly, bro, I, I'm at that same height, like, because it's like, yeah. it's like this, right? It's like, you're going to be racist. That, like, yeah. it, it almost goes back to that Game of Thrones um, yeah. famous line where he says, you don't make peace with friends. Yeah. They, they call it peace because you're making peace with your enemies. Right. And so what I'm saying is, I don't care what you think about me. What right. can we come together to do to affect mm-hmm. the community that I have in a positive way? And that's, right. the, and that's one thing that, you know, what Fred Hampton was doing with that Rainbow Coalition. He said white power to white people, brown power to brown people, black power to black people, all power to the people. So I have no problem with white people, you know what I'm saying, who ha- who are ra- You know what, whatever. You want to be racist, be racist. But just yo, just know that your rights should not overstep my right, rights. Right. You know, right. my, your my, policy my should not this. overstep yeah. my policy. I should yeah, have yeah. governing over my people. You should have governing over your people if that's, that's how you want to do it. You know what that's I'm saying? Mine. But, mine. It, but, but my thing is I feel like everybody seems to have this mentality of, if you don't believe in everything that I believe in, then you're the enemy, and we don't need to talk to you at all. And it's like it, it can't politics literally requires you to talk to people who disagree with you yes, and get them to agree with you on something,
1: something, on something, disagree on, on so many different things. You got, you know, it's, it's three, 300 plus million people in this country, bro. Like it is so, just logically speaking, we all have different experiences, different family backgrounds, different all these different things, right? So, politically speaking, right. That's why I said we have to you know, mature politically because, again, the emotionalism and what's been happening is that we have been there's almost like it. And, and what's so sad about it? What's so disheartening? Even we talk about it, bro. I said, Yo, like even when Biden was on a breakfast club saying, If you don't vote for me, you're not black. Like when I think about that, bro, I'm bro. like, Oh, respectful, like degrading things I've ever heard somebody say. Like, how emboldened are you to even say that? And I'm like, As a black person, that, Especially when I think about my our ancestors, like when people say, "Oh, you vote because your ancestors fought for that." My ancestors they fight for this for this white man to be able to just say that.
0: You tell know me, I mean? I'm
1: not black. I'm not black, right? And then nobody challenges him on that. He could just say that and still proceed to get 87 percent of our vote, bro. Like that's, that's like being in right. that's like being an abusive relationship, and like you know the person ain't going away You do treat them any way you want to, you know they're gonna come back. And then you say, okay. "Oh, don't go to that person because they they even though I I, I I may be bad for you, but." They 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 aware right they know this to you. You know what I mean? You know what I mean?
0: So so You're we talking to, right now? Yeah. yeah like, hold on hold, to, hold on hold on. Hey hey, you talking right now? I just I just yeah. want to make sure we make that you talking. Yeah. yeah bro. It has to heavy. be said,
1: and I think part of it is like you know we have to be able to to, to mature to a place where it's like you know even when because here's the thing, right? Like I said before, both parties have things that are that, that are superfluous, right? And kind of like when we think about well, one thing. The Republican Party, of course, my, my my biggest gripe with them is more so, you know, this this myth of like a meritocracy. Pick it, so you right, pick it right. about of bootstraps. Just yeah. work hard, and you will Definitely be successful. Never have. Achieve the American dream. Nobody has worked as hard as Black people. We've worked ourselves to the to the grave, right yeah. in this country. Nobody, ha- nobody even has the capacity to work as hard as we have worked and what we have done in this country, right? So that whole myth of a meritocracy is hogwash to me. Right? It's trash. And so, right. the other piece is like the just the the uh, you know the desensitizing around like the, the impact of like structural racism, right? Like either 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 a it's black people are just lazy and don't have the capacity to like for their own thriving and don't want to do things and be successful, or b there's something that's impeding on their the, the way that they can you know to to be able to to, to gather resources and, and to thrive in these communities, right? But history tells us that's not the case. There's been an intentional assault on black. Black mobi- upward mobility in this country, right? right. So right. that's a, so that's my my biggest gripe when it comes to the Republican Party and all those different things, right? The Democrats, man, it's been it's been so bad, man, it, and it's been so disappointing because, again, like you said, we are literally in the middle of ha- like, especially as black men, there's already different things in regards to how we how we how we're being looked at, right? Like the oppressors of black people, you we know I mean, the black people, the white people, the white men, the black people, all this, all that trash, and on top of that, having to have conversations around look like. This isn't working in our favor anymore. We look at all these different policies. There's no, now even, even when Kamala was running into office and going as far as being the vice president, she said, No, I'm not gonna do nothing specifically for black people. She said it like it was nothing. I'm like, man, like, like, how, like but you wanna how use the I, you wanna use the aka's and ski wee and bring your souls to the pole, bring your booty to the poles and use the divine nine and and black symbolism and, and all and I'm tired of the symbolism. I'm tired, I want I want substance. I'm tired of the symbolism. I'm tired of the representation. We got to have representations. Like the representation, all skin folk and all kin, all kin folk. So somebody, and what's happening is that they got these, they, they're putting black faces in high places thinking that these people have the best interest for the masses of black people. And what these parties have been able to do, especially through classism, is, is, is separate us off of class so that the folks that are at those high levels, they're thinking in their best interest of like what, what trinkets and, and shit they could get as far as their own resource, but I think about the collective, not thinking about the poor person, the poor black person in the hood. You driving mm-hmm. your s class Benz but or whatever, but you ain't thinking about somebody from you know from Oak Park. You ain't thinking about somebody from over there at Sacramento, Oak Park, right? Or somebody from Richmond, because y'all are so separated by class. And so it's so it's it's really giving us a warped view of our of our politics, right? And so I think there's a lot that we need to talk about. And a lot of times we have these conversations. It, it gets so filled with emotion that we we never finish the conversation in a, in a healthy and productive way you just get, caught solution up, base. You get caught, yeah solution based and there's another piece too this might be a little contra, this might be a little controversial but i'm gonna say it here because i'm thinking about it, is that do like what and, and you know i think part of it is that even when it comes even let's take last election with the president for example where right? they say no black women save the democrats and all this type of stuff right well we know and i think statistically 40 percent of the country doesn't even vote at all they't do participate 40 percent right or sixty percent of the populace that's actually voting, right? And you think you take the black vote—that's like eleven percent out of that sixty, right? So, so just numerically, I think there's some things they're, they're trying to—they're they're saying this to draw a wedge between black and black men and black women. Black women right. didn't save the, Dem- the, the, the Democrat Party, right? They—they they just they, don't have the numbers. You have the numbers, right? I think there's some things there. But the other thing I was going to say is too is that part of it, I think, with the emotionalism is that you, you, especially right now we have a lot of. Um, people in position a lot of you know a lot of our citizens position again a lot of them are, are moving and kind of thinking more about moving in an emotional sense rather than rational and logically right, right. so for example if, so you could just say for like okay this if you there's certain words you could say in the black community and it's like oh you already turned people off. that person's a racist that person's a white supremacist, this person's this it's like three or four terms that you could say to black people where you are already shut their off to listen to anything you got to say Right. And, that, and that's, that's not a good place to be. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. I think we have to be able to be in a place we can have conversations with all types of people to come to a solution. And I once was that person, bro. Like, I, I recently, especially as a father, especially as a husband, coming to California, seeing the things that I'm seeing. Like, like I used to have the rose colored glasses coming on and being in California. You know, I love the beach. Yeah. Fire. It's 70 degrees in January. It's incredible. I don't got to wear North Face Tim's. I don't got to. I don't gotta got to. I got to throw on the, the butters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but politically speaking, there's some things that I have to consider now. Wearing multiple hats as a as a father, as a husband, as a, you know, I mean, as a, as a husband, like when it comes to just the way in life, as far as what's been going on politically in the last four years, bro, it's been crazy—from inflation to wars to to how COVID was handled to school policies and all these different. Where are
0: them student loan forgiveness? Student at, loan, man, loan forgiveness. we giving out money to Ukraine. We giving out money to. To Gaza, where is billions of dollars? Where is the money for the loans for the yeah, Americans? But you know let me I mean? address this comment real quick. Um, my man, uh, Jason said, Y'all can disagree with me on that one. He said, And you'd rather vote Republican, the party who doesn't care about minorities or the little people. See that, but th- yeah, I think I'm that not actually, Republican. I'm just saying, I'm just using two parties. I'm not saying I'm voting Republican. no, no, I agree, and, and that's but that, my that right there is exactly what i mean when i say if you say something (laughs) against one then it's so you'd rather be with the racist it's it's, that's (laughs) not what we're saying right right. excuse me we have to have a more intellectual conversation we have to be able to say hey first off there's more than two parties let's just start there yeah there's more than two parties yeah we just choose to vote for two parties because it's the most convenient Yep, the most convenient. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Cornell West is running as an independent. Yep, yep. Cornell. There's, a, there's, there's another There's another party. So just because I'm not for this one, the fact that, or just because I'm criticizing this one, it doesn't mean that I'm almost automatically going to go with that one. The huh. problem is that people think that that's the only thing, so yeah. they only choose it. If I tell you, hey, you have between an apple and an orange, are those the only fruit that exist, or are those the only fruit that I presented to you? That part. Right. So right. if I say that, if you said the apple is bad, then I'm, and I say, well, here's the orange then, cause you said the apple is bad. So that's all, but what about grapes? What about strawberries? What about oh, blueberries? Oh, all right. these other fruit that exists, we won't even pay attention to those because we're so, we're so conditioned yeah. to say that it has to be this one or that one. Like yeah. when I was, I remember at the time I, I was, kinda, I was running for Jill Stein. Um, I was kind of going for Jill Stein back at the previous elections, back in the days. And um I was going for Bernie as well, too. Um, yeah, and people were floor. like, don't say that. If, you, if you're if you telling people to vote for Bernie, then you're telling people basically to vote for Trump. And I'm like, how? You have to understand that there is not just two political parties and it looks like he said this he says I never said that the bottom line is there are two political parties there are two parties because of the conditions established mm-hmm. it as so this document this document is not set up to be a parliament parliamentary system Fine. listen Fine. I'm ju- what I'm saying is that, Just because we criticize one does not mean we praise the other. We actually criticize them both. I think the problem, my problem has been with a lot of people, especially again, growing up Democrat, being a Democrat, voting Democrat, what I've noticed is that there's inconsistency. In regards to the criticism that Democrats have of the Democratic Party, now I can say the same thing about the Republican Party. Of there's <laughs> there's not a consistency in criticism for of the course. Republican Party by Republicans. Of Agreed. Course. You know of what I'm course. saying? They don't nope. Like we don't criticize. And I that my problem is that I'm trying to criticize them both equally, right. fairly. Like right. like I'm just saying. Here's here's what I say. Okay. If I remember when this this had happened and I hope this doesn't get me in trouble but I remember when this happened. You going to get some good
1: trouble, some good when,
0: trouble. <laughs> some good trouble. good trouble. Joe Biden President Joe Biden said at the time if you get vaccinated you cannot catch covid and you cannot spread covid so get vaccinated. That was a lie. Mm-hmm. It was a straight up flat out lie it wasn't true getting vaccinated did not mean you couldn't catch covid it did not mean you couldn't spread covid and he said this i want to say this was in the summer of 2021 so this, we had already had plenty of different opportunities for you to know now when i said hey he just lied automatically i was seen as a racist i was seen as anti biden i was seen as a trump supporter and i was like the, here's what my thing is, What if Trump had said that, what would the criticism be? If Trump had said, you can't catch COVID with this and this if you take this, and that wasn't the case, what would the criticism be? If Trump had had his son in the White House, and there was cocaine found in the White House somewhere, and his son was, you know what I'm saying, getting paid and having hookers and all these different type of things, what would the criticism be? I've heard no criticism publicly. Freaky. Freaky. You know what I'm saying in that sense. It's been, hey, well, that's not really important. And the thing is, it is though.
1: Let's keep it a buck, man. A lot of our people are Democratic shills, man. It's, it's what it is, bro. They're getting Talk paid. they getting paid Talk by the. They're they're paying. They're paying them. They're using them to usher in black votes, and they keep the black vote uh, where it is. You know what I mean? And so, and that's and that's the real thing. And it hurts me. To, it hurts me to, to say this, but. It has to be said, like there's so many people that, because if you just look at what's going on, man, it doesn't make any sense to say, here's the thing, bro. And I was looking at some statistics recently, because I always got to make sure I, 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 you know, say some, talk through some stats. No doubt. Yeah. On 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 Statista.com, right? Looking at the, just the the demographical breakdown um, as far as by race for the presidential election. Here's the thing that that really, that really is, um, you know, something that we need to kind of continue to talk about. Is every other race can have the right to have their their group of people have split votes, and they can vote right. how they want to vote, right? And so, but for us, even if we consider even thinking about voting another another uh, party, it's like it's like you you a racist, you abandoning us, you're doing this, you're doing that, like and and we, we're the only race the only group of people in this country that votes the way we vote, right? And so, do we have to ask deeper question? Why is that the case? What's mm-hmm. going on? And so when you think about even with the breakdown of 2020 election, white folks voted 57% for Donald Trump, 42% for, for, for Biden. Black folks, we voted 12% uh, Donald Trump, 87% Biden. Hispanic Latino voted 32, 32% Donald Trump, 66% Biden, right? Asian, 31% Donald Trump, right? 63% uh, uh, for uh, uh, Biden. And then for others, 40% and then 58%. You look at that, we're the only group that even has 70% or higher voting for the Democratic Party or any or any group or any or any party, period. Right? So right. we have to ask a question. What what is that about? What is this allegiance to the Democratic Democratic Party? Like, what is it rooted in, right? And so we have to really talk about that, right? So even when it comes to what you said, bro. Like imagine if, as a group of people, a critical mass of us, that eighty-seven percent right there that voted for that voted for uh Biden, Biden went to Cornell West or went to anybody else, you know, or any you know I me, mean? independent candidate, whatever. That shit yeah. will shift
0: the balance of political power in this country something crazy, right? We we, it will. we have. It, it, it would. I, I want to address. So there's a comment that, again, somebody said they said the parliamentarian system was the European model. Third parties only acquire between two to five percent of the popular vote. But that's the problem. Right. You are if you don't vote for that third party, you're the reason why they only get two to five percent of the popular vote. Like I have this all the time when I, you know, I work in education and people always ask me, well, what's the what's the black population at your school? And then I tell them and they'd be like, oh, that's too low. And I say, yeah, because you're not coming right. like you have to come. To increase it, if if you don't come, you can't complain about the fact that the that the That's the third party only right. has a certain percentage. You're the reason you no. never choose to step outside the box. And he said that he also said the CDC had it wrong. The organization at the time did not know the extent of how contagious the virus was by the time the vaccines were being mass distributed. That's not true. Okay. What That's you're okay. again, I, I respectfully, bro, what you're doing right now is you're making an excuse because okay. you don't even know. When, to, when he said that to be even said, the vaccine had already been proven that it was not going to stop you. It had already been proven, like it it's already it was proven at the time. The CDC at the time did not say I that if you get this done. vaccine, you can't catch the virus and you can't spread it. So, but yeah. what you just did, I need you. I, I I need you to hear me. Don't take the emotions out. Yeah. Just hear me. You just argued for a perspective that wasn't even true, simply because. I said something that contradicted or that that not even contradicted that that criticized a person that maybe you might be in favor for. You literally jumped to their protection. And this is kind of my concern when it comes to the black populace is that we're so quick to say, well, the only reason he did this is because of that. That's not true. It was already known that the vaccine would not stop you from getting COVID or catching it. It would prevent the chance. It would lower the chances, but mm-hmm. it never was meant to be used to stop you from getting it. I think and boosters at the time, came out after that. Boosters, this is 2021. That's what I'm saying. When he re- had announced this, and, and the reason I know this for a fact is because when I had posted it, people were commenting saying, well, he didn't know. And I'm like, he's the, if I knew, and I'm not the president of the United States. If the CDC We're real
1: naive, we're really naive.
0: You you have to be able to listen to understand as opposed to listening to respond. Because I feel like if you're saying, well, the CDC didn't know, yes, they did. That's not true. You just made up something to defend the fact or the person that you, that, 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 that you may have had, you know, a positive perspective on. Yeah, so I just want to address yeah. that. You know, r- really quickly. My my bad. Go ahead though.
1: Yeah, no, no. no I think that's a perfect example. Like, it's just, just the conversation, just having that dialogue. You know, respectfully, and you know, kind of just talking through it. Because, again, and I think at the end of the day, even with that that, that conversation, in the center of it, is even more profound for Black folks. Even with, even with COVID and the pandemic, we were most disproportionately impacted because of our already predisposition, already kind of the things we've been, we were, we have had as far as disease, right? And you know, all these different things in this country. So I think at the heart, even with that, right? We, we haven't too, we're we going back and forth about perspective, but it's all in the betterment of like trying to help the black community, right? Because even right. with COVID, even with that, we were the ones that were mostly disproportionately impacted by COVID, right? Because of our, our, our you know, our preconditions and, and the illness and things like that, right? So that, that's the thing, bro. So I think there's, there's, a, there's a lot to it. So I think, again, man, I think one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is, you know, I was—I actually was with, um, you know, Cornell, Dr. Cornell West, um, about a couple of weeks, like three or four, like probably like a month ago. He came to Dominguez, and I'll be spoke killed that he went in. I mean, he, he just—you know—super sharp. Um, of course, there's just—you know—a lot of conversation around um, him going from the Green Party to People's Party, and you now being independent, all the different things that come with it. Yeah. But again, yeah. So, imagine if we all decided to to vote for Cornell West. And I don't agree with Cornell with Cornell West and everything either. Even though I'm rocking yeah. him. I still want to know right. like what's your stance on reparations, bro? What, what what is that like? You know what I mean? Like where, right. where are you because that's where I'm at right now. Like certain things, like and I think as black folks, like we have to be. And I think what happens with us is that we want to like we, we. I think there's a, a, a we're we're at a place where we are ashamed or kind of feel guilty of like doing things in our own best interest and like ex, and being exclusionary and like in our in our needs and wants. And being okay with that, being at peace with that, like you know what I mean. Like i, I right now, I'm not trying to do a, a, a rise and tide lifts all boats. Right now, I'm doing this for Damn. Black people, unapologetically, and that, and and that's okay. But I think sometimes we get in a place we want to be so inclusive that our our interests get. We want to be so inclusive that our interests get so spread apart and that we have nothing in common or no four or five interests that we all can agree upon that we need to to better our material condition. So what are those things? Is it an anti? Is it an anti-black? a uh, hate crime bill is it a is it reparations what is it what are these things we need all as a as a group to like as a as a as a, as a pop as a populist to like to agree on it could be only three or four things there's gonna be other things you we don't agree on but if we get three or four core things and right now we're not even at a place as a community where we have those things because there's so many different shared split interests on going this way going to the lgbtq going to you know asian this stuff or the migrant thing right now that's a big thing too I'm getting to the whole migrant thing that's going on. That's, and of course it gets real dicey. But again, being somebody from New York City, my brothers in Florida, I'm in California. Right, we get, I get that I get to literally get a three three different perspectives on what's going on across the country from three different states. So we always talk about me and my siblings always talk about politics. Yo, what's going on in Florida, bro? What's going on in Miami? Oh, they said don't go to Florida because um because Florida's so dangerous for black people. How's, how's it for you, bro? I said, bro, ain't nothing going on to Florida. We good out here, bro. We're just on the beach chilling. Hey, but they make it out here, they made Florida sound like it was like if you go there as a black person, you're yeah, gonna you be hurt out there, right? They try to they try to scare you to to, to try to fear monger you. It's a lot of fear mongering going on, right? And so, but I wanted to get to the migrant thing because even with that, yeah. part of that conversation right now we see particularly in the sanctuary cities right now new york specifically right what's happening is that the uh, the migrants are coming in you know and coming you know coming here for you know for 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 refuge and i get it but it's all about coming here the right way right but right now what's going on folks are coming here and they're 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 taking up most of the resource that be that could be going to black folks right the low-paying the low-wage jobs you know they can pin hotels chicago they had a whole big rally in chicago uh, uh, one of the, the uh, community centers over there was going to be taken and, and, and the mayor Brandon, i think it's brandon johnson i think the mayor's name over there black dude democrat was going to take the was going to take ownership of the and move the the resource the community center to house migrants and the black community was in an uproar bro because again you're displacing black folks for other people and it's like yo what's, what's going on and so we have to have conversations and, and be like yo this is in our best interest, even if it if it means that we have to on this particular issue, we don't agree with the sanctuary city stuff because it's gonna it's gonna take away from the opportunity for black people to to be able to have to get jobs, right? And what's happening is we even with the wages, like you, you get a low-paying job, you give a migrant a job, give them less than less than minimum wage because right. where they're coming from, that's a that's a that's a big upgrade. It was getting, you know, a dollar a day or whatever with some countries, two dollars a day. They come here mm-hmm. get seven dollars, ten dollars, twelve dollars an hour. That's a major come up, but for folks like Black folks who've been here, we're gonna push back. Like, yo, that's not the that's not the right amount of pay we'll be giving us for this kind of manual labor or this kind of work. And so, there's a lot going on in regards to even with the whole migrant thing and, and the sanctuary cities when it comes to just policies, right? And and again, the Democrat Party is the is pushing this shit, right? And it's like, okay, like yeah. so again, so for me, I'm like, yo, y'all y'all not again, y'all just do yeah. We saying we want, yeah, we saying go right, y'all keep going left. Like what's going on with y'all? Every every time we say we want this, y'all keep going the opposite direction. Y'all clearly yeah. don't, y'all yeah. clearly don't take our, y'all clearly don't take us as a voting group seriously.
0: And yeah, and I my, feel like we get treated like um like a kid in the backseat of a car and they're saying and they're saying, Oh, I want to go to that store. And you're like, Yeah, all right and You just keep driving. They're like, Oh, I want to go to that. What's that, mommy? What's that, Daddy? What's yeah. what's that, Uncle? And it's like, yeah, I right. yeah, we're gonna go there one day. Keep on right. driving. And, well, I, and again, it's like we, it, but you, it you know, you get any
1: shouldn't shouldn't. vote for for, for for decades of a time. After a certain amount of time, you already know it's in a bag, you ain't gotta do nothing. Like you, you good. You they they're not competing for they're not, they're not in the space. We, we haven't made them compete for our vote at all.
0: Yeah, I I, I want to acknowledge this comment. It says, "Uh, third parties are the reason why certain elections, like back in two thousand in two thousand, lean towards the wrong presidential candidate. Not to mention a Supreme Court that swings." I, I I just disagree. I think the reason why we get the wrong presidential candidate is because the 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 presidential candidate that we were presented with didn't provide us or present us with something that we felt was voting for. That's what I feel like I think that if you present a candidate that is worthy of my vote, I'm gonna vote for them. Yeah, the pro—I I hate that we put the put the reason of an election that didn't go our way on the voters, right. as opposed to who we're supposed to be voting for. The, I think that's a a huge pet peeve of mine. They were like, you know, in in two thousand twelve when, uh, when, when or, or two thousand sixteen. I mean, when when Trump got elected, right? Yeah. They were like, they were like, you um, you know, you guys. You people who didn't, who said don't vote or who did y'all the reason why Trump got elected. And I, in my head, I was just like, no, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. The reason Trump got elected is because the Democrats didn't provide a candidate that we felt was worthy of getting the majority of the votes. We have to stop. Like, Let's, let's talk about it, bro. Before before you even get off that, bro. For
1: sure. Here's the irony in that, right? Even with that whole, you know, Hillary Clinton and, and, and Trump piece the Majority of white women voted for Donald Trump after he said, Grab them by the you know what, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it's still presidential, like they, they still, they, you know, what I mean, they still voted majority for him. So, they, so, I think over, I think overall, again, it's, it's not the voters, like you know, what I mean, like it got to be the candidate, right? Got to be the There's something that the candidate has that, that's presenting to the voters that's behooving them to give them that vote, right? It could be different things for us, interests. it could be economic interest, business interests. it could be whatever that may be, right, you know what I mean? So, and I'll just look at it again. I just think again, like this, these last four years have been straight trash. I mean, we, we, we are in so, so much disarray as a country. We are at odds with each other, right? There's so much going on as far as, you know, the country being in just shambles as far as like, you know, inflation, you know what I mean? The housing market, war, COVID, all these different things that's happening. It's it, So there's so much in regards to the black experience that we need to reassess. Like, what does this mean for our future? Right there's already there's already stats that says the next like like by 2050 black black wealth is gonna be at zero, bro. So if so if that, that's if that so if that's the forecast for like 30, 25 years away, twenty seven years away, what can we, what are we do doing now? now? What can we now <laughs> to change that shit, right? What, so that may mean we have to do something we never even we never thought we had to do before. And I get it. There's a lot. It's a lot of emotional shit to it, man. Because grandma, nana, and them voted for Democrats. You know what I mean? Your great your folks, they, they voted for him. You know what I mean? And I get it. They, they, you love your nana. You love mom and dad. I love my, I love my dad. But if my dad was allowed today, I know, and I had a, I had a debate with my sisters about this. See, I'm like, yo, dad would not be, we're rocking with the Democrats right now because they're going too left. They're going like, nah, y- y'all doing way too much, going way too, y'all going way farther than we, we want y'all to go as far as what it means like politically. So we have to reimagine what that looks like, man. And what are we afraid of? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? What, what are we afraid of to, to, to just do something different? Right? It won't hurt us. We got 60 years of evidence that's showing
0: us that, OK, like things aren't changing. We still at the bottom. What, of we got 60 what? years of proof of what's going to happen if we stay voting this way.
1: Yeah. What's, what's three or what what I mean? four years of a different type of voting You know pattern? What What could that do? Right. Here's the other thing, too, that really gets that got me, that really grounded my gears. Um, particularly when it came to like Ice Cube. Say somebody who had a, a contract of Black America one not even yeah. just present yeah. something different, make y'all compete for the voters, what we want. This man got... You know, he, I mean, talking about this man was getting all types of just hate and just... I'm like, what's going on here? And even Here's the thing. And, and even with that situation, he, he, he proposed it to both parties, right? President Joe Biden... Well, he wasn't president yet. Joe Biden and Kamala said, we'll talk to you after the election. Yeah, they ain't even giving no like mind. We gonna talk to you right now, like you know what I mean. Like so again, like like I, I don't know, man. I just take it as like blatant. It's like disrespect. And at, at this point, I'm kind of like, yo, I got way too much like dignity as a black person to continue to let y'all do this to us. You know what I mean? Like, and not yeah, say anything
0: bro. about this anymore. It's getting crazy. Yeah, I, I saw um, when Ice Cube was on the uh, he was on the Roland Martin show. Oh my and, god! And, um, Roland, you know he he was criticized for his contract with Black of America with Black American. He was like. All y'all doing is criticize. He's like, none of y'all won't help me. Right? That's it. Like, you're just talking. None of you. He was open to, I'm talking about, he was opening up to anybody. Everybody. He was like, anybody Everybody. out there, if you want to help, then help me, you know, help me uh fill out this contract with black america help me ma- expand it to make it useful it's for every it's for all of us and all they did was well you ain't got nothing to hear about women and you ain't got n- and where's this and where's that and he's it's like oh, come help I don't, don't have and what I if this is this is what I always say I don't have what you didn't put so right. if you didn't put it in here. No, I don't have it. You want it in here? Come put it in there. I'll but otherwise, there. all you're doing is just talking because you have a platform and you criticize it, really? but you didn't really actually put in the work to change it. And and my thing is again when you have like ice Cube was like, I don't need this contract, I'm fine. I'm it, doing it, this it, for my collective the collective, uh, collective. Jay Z said, I don't need the NFL. The NFL needs me. I'm doing this for y'all because y'all want to play football. Y'all mad at me for doing a deal with the NFL when literally you could criticize a different black NFL player every single day for the entire year. And you still would have too many black players to keep criticizing, right? You would run out of days before you ran out of players and you're getting mad at the one person for doing a deal, right. To help the NFL. Like we have to stop coming at our people for trying to make change Instead of saying or, 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 or instead of criticizing them, let's just take our own then. If you're not willing to take your own, take your money, take your resources and move over, is everything you buy from a black person? No. OK, be quiet. All right. Be quiet and let the person who's in there fight and fight. I, I was watching um Dr. Uh, Gloria Lancet Billings. Yeah. yeah she was yeah. doing a presentation and she said only like 12 percent of people were during were fighting during the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. Only like 12% of people like, Mm I don't know where that 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 sticker came from, but that's cool. But yeah, she said like only like 12% of Black people uh, were doing were were participating in the civil rights movement. So all these people that be talking about some we need to get out there and we need to do this. This wouldn't have happened in the '70s. We would have no y'all didn't. Most of y'all was in y'all house criticizing Martin Luther King, yeah. criticizing yeah. Malcolm X, criticizing yeah. the Black Panther Party, criticizing yeah. Honorable Elijah, Elijah Muhammad, criticizing yeah. Honorable Minister Louis Farragut. Y'all were criticizing these people. Y'all weren't even taking the taking the sacrifices that they were doing. And I, I don't agree with each one of those individuals. 100 percent on everything but what i do is i respect the fact that they were willing to stand on something and they went to fight and and lost their many of them lost their lives for what they were doing as opposed to you leaving comments on you know i'm saying on people's Mm -hmm. stuff about what they're doing wrong where's your actions you know what i'm saying where's your actions
1: what's your action you know yeah We, we all got the power to contribute to that and i think that's where Again, like when it comes to like some solutions, even the local politics, everybody can go to a, a school board meeting. You can know who your local assemblyman is or assemblywoman is, council, city council, right? These are certain things that we all have the power to do in our respective like locales and, and municipalities. Like we all can do that. And so I think how do you like think more inward It's like, okay, what's my role in this? What's my role in our collective fight for freedom and liberation, right? And so what does that look like and be unapologetic about it? And I think, again, we have to be well studied when it comes to. Cause it, it, you know this this system is a, a evolved evolved. It's a well oiled machine, right? These as far as the things that are happening and when it comes to our collective, um, you know, fight. You know what I mean? To to be able to just to, to on the pursuit of like happiness and thriving and fulfillment in this country. Like these, so much that we could take from history. You just when you when you understand how things worked and what it was historically speaking, you could kind of as things are happening in real time, you could see the patterns. You could easily identify. Okay, this is a ploy they did. 40 years ago, it just looks a little bit different now, right? So we think about all the different things, right? And and so I think when it comes to those, we all have a, a role in this. And I think that in the day, you know, we have to be, take the emotion out of this um, and really think more critically and more rationally and logically about, like, how do we come together as a group? Um, you know, and again, and here's the hard part too, and I, I've had to wrestle with this. Some folks may have to get left behind, and that's going to be a tough one. You know what I mean? And I, and I think that at, at God, first... Man. My spirit is like, nah, everybody, you all in here together, you know what I mean? But it's like some folks ain't gonna, ain't gonna want it, you know what I mean? Or, or not gonna want to understand, or or not want to be able to take that jump, or take that risk, or be bold enough to say the things that that need to be said. And so we had to leave a couple of brothers and sisters behind with this, right? And so I was talking to some students recently about, you know, we came from a conference in San Diego. We were talking about like what would it look like, you know? It what's happening is too, right? When it comes to even with our youth, because there's the disconnect with like some of the history too. Is that like even the talks like black folks talking about separation is seen as like a is black folks doing reverse racism? Right, right? So right. How do you try to help them understand like that, that reverse racism? First of all, that that can't even, that doesn't even exist as far as when it comes to black folks, right? You could be you could be discriminatory, you could have maybe prejudice, but racism is a power structure, is a power dynamic that black folks haven't been afforded or are then aren't in those positions to. to unilaterally impact the lives and livelihood and mo- upper mobility of groups of people based off their race or something they don't like or a bias that they have, right? We don't have that. But we talked about separation and what that could look like, right? And thinking about what was some of the things historically that has us at a place right now, we over here shaking our fucking heads, like what happened for the last 60 years? Like are we, in a, we in a fog, are we in a daze right now, right? Integration was, we could talk, we could talk, okay, what did that do for that? Going into integration, how did that dissolve? How did that dissolve our collective power, unity, marriage, trust, all the foundational things that we need to now be like? Okay, I see you, brother. I'm gonna listen to you. We could we could agree on some things and like move forward. But because we're void of the things that we have foundationally and our core and our values, because we we freaking dissolved all of that with integration, it's a lot with it, man. You already know there's a lot with that dynamic. And I know that's a dicey thing to talk about because people have thoughts about it, but the separation piece. You know that's that's, that's scary, what we, bro. That we have to that we have to talk about. What does that and every group has var, variations of separation in with them, right? As far as having their own businesses and infrastructures and things like that, right? So we have to talk about that and what does that look like for us to think about that twenty fifty about that that zero percent ratio that, that wealth for the black folks. Like how do we?
0: These are the questions and things we have to
1: grapple with, right? What is what does it look like for us?
0: So no, that's that's real. I think um. That's one of the things, like you said, I, I wrestle with as well too, because you know we we have to we have to be able to separate ourselves, and 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 it's fine. Like I I think I'm learning that because you know the older I get, you know the more people that you know, especially working in education, there's a lot of uh, silent Republicans. You know what I'm saying? That you you know are Republicans. You, you can, they just not not forefront about it, and it's like that's okay. Like I've been trying to find common ground. Like what are things that we have in common? Right. And it's okay. Maybe you might vote this way on this, but you might feel this way on that. And I'm like, okay. Well, I'm you, willing you know what I'm saying? Like I'm willing to, to, to lean a little bit, you know? And, and, and so, um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, for, we, we have to be able to separate because everybody can't ride. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can, but I, you know, it's, it's crazy because life has kind of been training us to do this, right? Like, as you get old, like when you going away to college, you have to separate, right? Like you working in education, you got to separate, like, you know what I'm saying? You working, working on black men, got to separate get your masters. You got to separate. Like there's certain just things in general, you being a father got to separate, you being a husband got to separate. Like there's just certain things that you can't do that other people might be willing to do, but that doesn't mean that that person isn't necessarily important. It does doesn't, Doesn't mean that that person doesn't have something to bring, something to bring to the table and something to offer the conversation. It just means that we might not be able to go your direction permanently we we might have to leave you over there for right now and we're gonna go do what we gotta do yeah, later man. on if you feel like if you don't feel like you're rocking with us you can come right. on right. but for right now we're gonna we're gonna pick up this car we're gonna take it over here because down that way right there that's where the, that's where they serving food at we're, right. trying, to get some food, we're trying to eat because there's that's plenty fun. of food out there on this table but we're just not getting none over here plenty of food and part
1: of it too right we got a part of getting the food we, the food got to stand on our own table we got to make our own table you feel me? exactly you know i mean we you know other folks tables and all that type of thing and what comes with that right the, the ingredients is different the recipe is different you ain't in control of you know what some with the food the contents of the food you know what i'm saying it might be unhealthy food you know what i mean like you know what i mean we, we could go down that that you know what i mean we could go down that for a minute bro but that's the thing with the separation being able to build our own and, and that doesn't mean like we don't have moments of, of interaction with other groups of people. That doesn't mean that we can still do business, still, you know, all those type of things. But as far as us having those infrastructures, man, that's that's what it's going we we're gonna to have to need that as far as when it comes to black thriving. And the other piece of that we're gonna be have to be willing to know we have to be willing to protect it because history tells us mm-hmm. every time we created our own, it was always it was always um, you know, um, you know, met with with force, met with resistance. The violence. Yeah. Violence. You know what I mean? And so we have to be in position to protect what we what we create this in a, in a particular way. I'm not gonna say all oh, we're on this on this platform, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, <100%. laughs> 100 percent Folks listening. <laughs>
0: That's a fact. That's a fact. Um listen man, so we, we've been chopping it up for about an hour yeah. now. Um I, I definitely feel like this is part one. Uh, of this conversation, because as we know, the, like I said, all the politicians, the political warriors, oh, my man, my man, Joyce said, just like Nelson Mandela. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, But um, I know all these, you know, the keyboard politicians are going to come out, come next year. But, so I'm going to, I'm just going to say this for now. This is part one, because I have a feeling it's going to be a part two um in the future. But, you know, obviously you understand you've been on the show before. We've been doing Wise Work Wednesdays every week since 2016. And so we are, we have just finished and started, we finished our sixth year. Now we're starting year seven, um, doing wise word Wednesdays every week. The goal is to be able to provide people with some, some insights, some information, some helpful tools to help them throughout their week or help them throughout their life. Um, so for this week, I wanted to ask you if there was a wise word that you could leave the audience with about anything in life, it could be about the conversation we already talked about, or it could be about something different. Uh, what would that wise word be?
1: Man, thank you for that. But I would say- you know, and and the the memory of great ancestor John Henry Clark, I will say to to, to our good people is that if you are against all evil, you never choose the lesser between two evils. Oh, talk yeah. heavy. If you, if all evil, you never choose the lesser between two evils. And I wanted to say this as it pertains to politically speaking, right? A lot of times we have this this dialogue, and oh, it's lesser of two evils. We got to vote. You know, this person's this, or this party's this, or this this group's that. Right, as black folks, we have to think um, more critically about what that means, and we have to be against all evil, right? Like, and that means that if we're against that, all evil, that means that we're not going to engage with that and vote for that because it's lesser or it's not as bad as another place or another person or another party. So, again, if you are against all evil, you never choose the lesser between two evils. That's what I want to leave that with, and I want you to think about that politically because we, again, we have been socialized to think that, okay, like, well. You know the republicans are this or this group is this or the democrats are this right like we have to think more um expansively around like our political stra- strategy um as, as a group right and think and having the collective and in, in mind in that and making sure we're centering our collective uplift right it's it's it's, it's different if you're an individual they want us to think indiv- individualistically and that's not in the nature of african people we're not an individual individualistic people we are a collective ubuntu um, i am because we are because we are i am so we have to get back to that mindset what I, and so with that that's, that connects to you know the evil piece because we have to be against all of
0: it right and so i want to leave you out with that family brother i i genuinely appreciate you being on here and i appreciate that wise word um yeah. honestly yeah i, I you, you know, we, we talk, like I said, we, we, we actually genuinely connect on, on a lot of different things. And so I'm just excited. The fact that I have um, a good network of people that can keep it real with me, that can because things like that are what keep me in check. Right. Because yeah. there's certain things that I know that I can do. Or cannot do and if i do i know i come running by people like yourself just to be able to make sure that i'm i'm in line right like make sure i'm not out of bounds out of pocket um and so i just appreciate that and i don't know if people got attention to got a got a chance to see it but i want to show your shirt um because i think it has a very important statement on there make man. america pay reparations repeat make america pay reparations oh man you're on that type of time you're on that type of and it has to be you know i mean i think that there's of course
1: this. We have been we people are saying it's a divisive conversation, divisive type of uh, topic, but it's not. There's a debt that, that needs to be paid, a debt that's owed um, you know, to black people. And we need to go and claim that. You know what I mean? And with the voice of MLK, say we gotta go get that check, right? And so folks love MLK so much. So let's go in and fulfill that, right? And that's a part of we talk about getting to the promised land, all that type of stuff. Part of it is this country paying for, for, for what they for that redress for the, the number one the, the crime against humanity and atrocity to black people, man. So that's something that, when I think of politically, if, if a candidate ain't talking about reparations
0: and I don't got nothing in place for that, you're not getting my vote. Man. you not getting it. my vote, man. You ain't, y'all giving reparations to Ukraine? Y'all giving reparations to Gaza? Y'all giving reparations? Y'all gave reparations to, to, to the Japanese, to the Jewish? Y'all gave reparations to the Native Americans? Giving reparations to Asians? Where's my reparations? Where... First off, forget, forgive these loans and give me my money. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but yeah, I just, again, I genuinely just appreciate you, bro, being on here and willing to talk. And like I said, this is part one because I have a feeling, I know there's, a I, 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 y'all may not see this, but I sent, I sent Hakeem a whole list of questions to ask and we only went through one. We literally right. only got to got to one question, so we're definitely this is part one because yeah. we're gonna run it back another time where we can I can be able to ask him the full set of questions because I think it's important yeah. and his perspective is critical. Um, and I hope that this just again sparks the conversation, allows you, um, you know, say allows you to think a little bit more for all those people that are out there. Um, so I just want to say thank you again for being on here. Thank you for everybody that decided to join, yeah, um, on Instagram y'all. Live. Ask y'all, ask questions. I don't know, one of these days I'm gonna figure out how to get y'all from. Instagram live to this. So that way I can have y'all kind of join in every now and then we can have a full conversation or maybe just one day I'm going to put, I'm going to just post a link and say, Hey, if you want to talk, do that. Um, because I do love these, these things. Um, I think they're super helpful being able to give people opportunity to ask questions, answer questions, things like that. And just, get the dialogue going because the more we can talk yep. and understand each other and see where each other's perspective is coming from the more we can move as a unit um yep. for those that want to move together as a unit so i mean yeah we're doing
1: it, we're doing it out, of, out of love and we're doing it out of just you know respect and love for our community and, and wanting to see see us thrive you know and i think that's that, always keeping that that good faith right we're not having these conversations in bad faith you know what i'm saying so i think that it's something that's there's something in the water right now. I was telling Josiah this before we, we got on, on live. Is that like mm-hmm. you know, there's a collective like oh, there's like an awakening that's happening right now. There's a, there's a there's more more people who feel like how we're feeling right now and wrestling with like what we've been seeing and feeling and experiencing and like yo something's going on and we have to we have to change it and make a change and do something different and think a little bit differently about you know what it means as far as our our, our material conditions as black people. So I feel like right now a lot of people are kind of in the in a margin trying to figure out where they want to go. But I feel like there's a lot of us there's more of us that are really like, nah, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. Like you know what I mean? I, I, I'm gonna do something else. I ain't doing this again. I'm gonna figure what else but I'm gonna do, but I'm definitely ain't doing that no more. You know I mean? doing I'm, that. So I, I so I, I'm happy that we was able to have this conversation, bro, continuing to plant seeds just to think more expansively, think more critically about what things look like, um, you know, for our communities and for our families again and as the leaders of you know as black men, you know, we we are we are leaders man. And so we have to really take ownership of that, really think more, you know, critically about what that looks like for us and really try to, you know, carve a path for our community in a particular way, man. So I appreciate you having me
0: on as always, bro. No doubt. It's love, man. FYB presents Wise Word Wednesdays. As usual, I'm going to leave y'all with a refresh and I love you. I will see y'all as well.